It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today on Locked On Rockies, it finally happened. The Rockies got Nolan. You are Locked On Rockies, your daily Colorado Rockies podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Rock on Rockies fans, Paul here from the Locked On Rockies podcast, bringing you your daily Colorado Rockies podcast right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Proud to be your first listen of the day. We are free and streaming on your favorite streaming service. All you got to do is search Locked On Rockies and you're going to be taken to where you need to go. We're also streaming live on YouTube. So if you want to subscribe to Locked On Rockies on YouTube, you can be part of the show and get your questions answered live right here on this wonderful podcast. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And of course, who am I? I'm Paul Holden, your Rockies fan extraordinaire. I've been following this team my whole life, bringing you your daily Rockies podcast for about two seasons now. We've got a few hundred of these bad boys done for all of our Rockies fans out there. So lots of love for this team, lots of frustration for this team. And I would say uh, it was on full display last night as it finally happened. It didn't really happen as much last year. I mean, we saw some stuff. Oh, that's how I was like, who was talking to me? I got those these autoplay ads. But anyway, uh, it was a it happened last year, obviously, when we first saw the interactions between Nolan and the Rockies and all this stuff, and it was tough. But the Rockies weren't really dominated by Nolan. I mean, he didn't necessarily come in and have vintage Nolan games. He had a couple of, uh, of perform. you know, he played pretty well in, in St. Louis. He had some stuff, but he didn't come into Colorado uh, last year and necessarily dominate. And that was the case in game one of, of this one. Nolan, a uh, couple of plays that, uh, you know, were tough, very tough, very, very, very tough plays to make. But Nolan is the type of player and uh, the guy that you expect to make some of those plays. Well, last night, that was the whole thing. That was, on, I, I couldn't stop thinking about it yesterday. Nolan Arenado was such a huge impact on that game yesterday. And and it, and it's um, and, and not only just a huge impact, but a huge impact in every single thing you appreciate about what Nolan Arenado brings to the ballpark. Nolan Arenado hit a huge home run, a massive home run. I get the, the the Cardinals were very much in the lead at that point. Nolan Arenado was uh, part of the big onslaught in the in in the first inning, and Nolan Arenado made incredible defensive plays. When you see him run into foul territory, make a basket catch while running the opposite direction, somehow stop his body, turn around, and not throw a dart, but a perfectly uh, acceptable on-target lob ball that goes right into the catcher's mitt where he's standing exactly on home plate to prevent any form of a quick run being scored for the Rockies. That is the type of player Nolan Arenado is. That is the type, the caliber, the level of play that Nolan Arenado is is capable of is astounding. It truly, truly is astounding. And this was the first time in the post-Arenado world that Nolan Arenado came in as a visitor and absolutely cleaned up the Colorado Rockies. And uh, it sucks. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I am, uh, I, I'm trying to be. I'm trying to be better. Uh, I'm trying not to live in the past so much and dread. I mean, I know there's a lot of people out there that say Nolan's old news, but it, it what what last night 
showed me, and, and this might be for me, it might not be for you. I, I And I've said this before, I'm not going to get over it. Until Elaris Montero develops into a Nolan Arenado-type caliber player, I'm not going to get over it. Unless the Rockies, out of any of those players that come over in that trade, come close to what Nolan Arenado is and has done for as long as he's done, then I will feel a little bit better about it. But until that time comes, this will forever and always be a mistake. The Rockies let a generational talent leave when they had him under control. And what happens? One of the big pieces, the big pitcher that you that that was that was headlined on this thing. Gomber is our guy. Nolan Arenado takes deep for a massive tank. Trading for prospects, trading for whatever the trading for the 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 players that they did. I'm 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 hopeful. I'm hoping it, it develops, but Nolan Arenado is out there. He was there and he's only gotten better. Nolan Arenado is having his best season ever, arguably, right now. And the Rockies are 14 games below 500. They are not relevant. And maybe that's part of why they moved on, but I mean, it's different when you if you keep knowing. But this, I will never, never, never enjoy watching the Rockies play the Cardinals. I, there's just no universe. There's no way around it. Every time that the Rockies play the Cardinals, I'm going to be frustrated. I despise watching these series. I really do. I can honestly say that because while there's still plenty of time for these for, for Montero and, and, and such to, to contribute to the Rockies, Nolan Arenado is doing it right now for the Cardinals. He's doing it right now. And Nolan Arenado is someone he's an, he's running he's in the MVP race, folks. When you look at where the Rockies at are right now. Versus where they could have been in 2022. I always bring these conversations up because it's on full display. It was the Rockies' small little window smashed because of the front office. Because of a GM that got to sneak away. Like, oh, it all just comes back. I don't know how it feels for you, Rockies fans, but every time I see Nolan Arenado come back up or come to the dish or do something for the Cardinals, especially against the Rockies, my blood boils. I don't enjoy any minute, really, of watching him play for the Cardinals and do stuff against the Rockies. I got a little bit of joy watching him put his glove on his head the other day and being frustrated there, but that's not, it's not the point. I I am still frustrated because 2022, 2021, and obviously the, it were supposed to be years of golden for the Rockies. It was supposed to be an era where the Rockies finally committed to what they were doing. They had the players they needed, but instead, mistake after mistake after mistake after mistake. And then it's 
just hammered into your head as a Rockies fan when you listen to Let's Go Cardinals chants and Nolan Arenado get a wave of applause in a place that is full of red and not purple. Where in this year, it should be full of purple for a Rockies team that's going out to contend headlined by its dominant infield. It just, watching Nolan be so good just reopened, it just reopens everything for me. And, 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 and I know it's not the same for all Rockies fans, but it is for me. When you watch one of your favorite players of all time for your team dominate still for another team and do it against your team, it sucks. I, dis, oh, I just hate when the Rockies play the Cardinals. I, I just, I absolutely hate it. I have no... It just does not make me feel good whatsoever, especially when the Cardinals are sitting over there with two MVP candidates. In case you're curious, Nolan Arenado last night, uh, three for five, a home run, two RBIs, no strikeouts. Nolan Arenado is batting 304, 371, 932 this season with 23 home runs, 71 RBIs, and 117 hits. No one else, no one on the Rockies comes close, folks. Comes close. To that level of production all year. <sighs> Let's talk about Kyle Freeland. Let's talk about pitching. Let's talk about the Rockies' late surge against the Cardinals because you did like a little bit of what you saw there. But before we do that, got to tell you about our friends at Blue Nile. At BlueNile.com, you can celebrate all of life's special moments from creating a custom engagement ring of, the, of their dreams to gifting a classic and timeless jewelry piece, all at prices you won't find at a traditional jeweler. They got the wedding jewelry. They got the fine jewelry. So it's it's kind of like something, you, you know, if you want to get something really nice, get that elegant piece, kind of get that something for... For you, uh, for uh, the big event that maybe isn't uh, uh, necessarily a wedding or anything like that. Or maybe you're popping the question. Well, BlueNile.com is taking care of you. And they got jewelry as unique as your favorite person with the modern convenience of online shopping at BlueNile.com. The simple online tools let you choose your diamond shape, size, and clarity. And guess what? If you go in the store or if you're going in there and you're like, what the heck am I doing? This is expensive. There's a lot of stuff. Well, the folks at Blue Nile got staff on hand 24-7 available on the phone or the web chat to help you find a memorable gift at every single budget. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com. And glowing on now is the Blue Nile Anniversary Sale. Save up to 40% on classic fine jewelry pieces and 25% on engagement ring settings. Plus, every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. Shop stress-free and find your forever piece. Go to BlueNile.com today. Kyle Freeland got uh, the treatment that the Rockies gave the Cardinals yesterday, uh, Monday. <laughs> yes, in that game yesterday. Was it oh, Tuesday? In that game Tuesday. And uh, Kyle Freeland gives up five in the first inning and manages to hang in there at least and, and get things to the middle of the of the game. But it's it's just another instance of, of Kyle, of the roller coaster, especially this year for Kyle Freeland. Kyle's last three starts have been pretty darn good. When you look at what he was able to do, uh, he in his last starts before going up against the Cardinals last night, he hadn't allowed more than three runs in his past three starts, going back to July 25th against Milwaukee. Uh, the hits, though, 
it's it's crazy that he it, they, they stay right around four six six and then whammo right at Coors Field there with the 10 hits yesterday in 4.1 innings six earned runs no home runs surprisingly enough but this is the big kicker and, and it's something you're seeing from Kyle Kyle has now hit a batter in three straight starts he's also walked uh, now he walked four batters against San Diego and at San Diego there on, or on August 4th and he walked two batters there last night walks will haunt walks will kill you walks are just so 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 detrimental especially to a team like the Rockies and and, and especially at a place like Coors Field walks are the easiest way to allow your opponent to get right back into games and and take huge advantages I mean when when if you, it's not just Coors Field. It, any place that you go when you're going to give up multiple walks in the first inning and hit by pitches, and it, that leads to, on top of the fact that your control is already off, we're going to see stuff like that. It's kind of why we can't sit and reflect and say Kyle Freeland is the dominant true ace, the dominant true uh, uh, this 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 high caliber pitcher. I mean, he is a high caliber pitcher, but. In the grand scheme of things, in other rotations in the world of baseball, is Kyle Freeland really higher than a, a third arm in the rotation? Do people really turn? Would would people really turn to Kyle Freeland in his high in his at, at the front of their rotation? I don't necessarily think so, unless they were looking to do something similar to what the tech, what the Rangers did with John Gray. Bring him in. He can mentor. He can do things. He can uh, you know he's gonna be a really successful pitcher. But successful and dominant are two very different things when it comes to pitching. And, and and Kyle Freeland is a successful pitcher. But he doesn't have enough consistency to really go out and dominate time after time again. And and it, 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 we've seen nice stretches for Kyle. I would argue up until that game yesterday, the, the last three starts are, are a pretty good stretch. Again, over three games that he starts, he allows five earned runs and uh, and allows a total of sixteen hits. And uh, the bit, yeah, the big damage do or the big thing there is the walks. Four walks there in the starts previous to this, and um, the uh, and a walk against Milwaukee. But the big reason why Freeland was str- another big reason why Freeland was struggling last night is he couldn't miss bats, and, and and Freeland is someone that will use the strikeout. He's one of the Rockies pitchers that is someone that is going to go and try to strike out batters. He's not afraid to pitch to contact because of the Rockies' philosophy. But here's the big kicker: Rocky last three starts before going up against St. Louis. Seven strikeouts, six strikeouts, seven strikeouts. That's against San Diego, the Dodgers, and Milwaukee. Three good lineups. But when you're not getting your command, when you're when you're throwing the ball all over the place, you're gonna get smoked. And that's exactly what Kyle Freeland did. And you might be saying, well, he didn't make it that long. If he had more chances, he could have gotten more strikeouts. In the game against San Diego, 5.2 innings pitched, seven strikeouts. Freeland was able to get seven strikeouts in five and two-thirds innings of worth of work. And he can do that. Kyle Freeland does have the ability to be a strikeout guy. But unfortunately, just like Herman Marquez, when Freeland misses, boy, they are just piped right down Cherry Lane. And and we've seen that a ton this year. When the Rockies miss, they miss bad. They miss bad. And it's belt high, center cut, bingo, bongo, that ball is gone can't have that a recipe for ultimate disaster for Rockies pitching 
walking people and not getting strikeouts. I, I am a, a firm believer that just the Rockies don't have the same caliber of defense and the same players that they have to philosophize. Their whole philosophy of pitch to contact can't continue to be that. The Rockies need good strikeout pitching. Good starts for Rockies pitching have always come when they have a lot of strikeouts. It's it's just it's just simple. They can't do damage at Coors Field. They can't do damage against you if they can't hit the ball. But this year, we have seen that the opponents for the Rockies can hit the ball. Uh, lighter note, good news from last night. Uh, Jose Iglesias, two hits and two RBIs. Brendan Rodgers, another three-hit game in an RBI. They scored two, uh, three runs in the ninth. They uh, really at least kept it interesting there at the end and, and really kept it interesting there at the end, they honestly had something working pretty well. I, I, I there wasn't going to be enough. I, I wasn't really sure uh, that the the Rockies were were really going to pull it off, but they had the right things going there. And it's the Rockies have shown uh, this year too a couple times that they they it's nice to see that they don't give up and they've had some good late pushes. They've had some nice uh, you know uh, attempts to come back, attempts to do something crazy that have that have fallen short, but. At least that is one thing that, that you can say. The Rockies are still getting some really solid performances from some players, and that includes Jose Iglesias and Brendan Rodgers. Brendan Rodgers especially. Brendan Rodgers could be hitting 300. I mean, just think about that, folks. I mean, the, the, the way the season started, I mean, there were people, and I know you're listening to this podcast, you're, you said, what are we doing? What's he doing? Are we going to send him back down? Are we going to do this? Brendan Rodgers has been really, really special for the Rockies. He's gotten that war up to 3.3. The batting average is 288. He's got 10 home runs, 53 RBIs, 337 OPP, a slugging of 4.34, OPS of 772. I mean, folks, that I mean, he is Brendan Rodgers is is a is a player to be excited about for the Rockies. He has been someone that has been. Really, really nice after that struggle for uh, the, the the season here. It's it's just been absolutely. It's just been a crazy, crazy swing uh, here for Brendan Rodgers. And, and Rodgers' last thirty games. We're going to his last thirty games here. Uh, in 121 at bats, he's got 43 hits, two home runs, 13 RBIs, nine walks, 21 strikeouts. Still striking out a little bit, but that's not. Uh, you know, it's 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 still. That happens, in, in, especially in today's world. But the batting average of the last 30 games, 355, 391, 455. Brendan Rodgers is a certified stud. He is, re- he is, when we're looking at players to be really excited about, we started this show off talking Nolan, talking about how tough that is. Players like Brendan Rodgers are the reason that you can, that, that you, that you sit there and say, mm, there's something there. There is something there. If Rodgers put together actually a good, not even a good, a decent to bad, not horribly bad first month of the year, Rodgers would have been an all-star. Rodgers would have been uh, continuing to be someone that the Rockies uh, really, really can count on and turn to. He has been an absolute bright spot for the club. Hey, and you know, here's the thing. The Rockies still in a position to win this series. And these are these are games that are important games. To take away from the Cardinals, let's break down how tonight or today's afternoon game 
uh, looks. But before we do that, did you know the key to sustainable weight loss is through your liver? The liver is the body's metabolic furnace. It's responsible for flushing out harmful toxins and igniting your fat-burning metabolism. And most of us have underworked livers. The diets, the processed foods, the toxins in the air, and just, you know, sitting around doing podcasts but thanks to liver health formula by pure health research liver health uh, it's now easy to rejuvenate your liver health and reignite your metabolism liver health formula contains eight liver boosting super nutrients like turmeric beet and artichoke extract all of which work together to wake up a sluggish bottle of or a, slug, a sluggish bottle a sluggish liver and best of all live health formula makes it easier to maintain healthy body weight long term and as a listener of our show you can try liver health formula risk free today and get a free bottle of curb fit with your order curb fit is a safe and all natural appetite suppressant making it easy to say no to naughty foods go to liverhelp.com/mlb to learn more and again that's get liverhelp.com/mlb to try liver health formula completely risk free and claim your free bottle of curb fit with your order get to go to getliverhelp.com slash mlb now to get started rockies cardinals here in the rubber match going out against it is dakota hudson taking on herman marquez herman marquez has been pretty good against the cardinals in his career i believe he's got like a two and one with like a mid two era for uh marquez against the cardinals Herman in his uh, uh, at home this year in 12 starts he's gotten uh, he's given up 45 in runs 14 home runs walked 18 struck out 59 and he's two and five with a 6.11 ERA and uh, in his last starts here for Herman uh, looking to keep the runs down he's got that one game against the Dodgers there that uh, was five but whew, sorry about that uh, but. His other starts and his last five starts, four out of his last five starts, he has held the opponents to, he's only given up two runs or less. And so uh, that, that one outlier there with the Dodgers, he, let's hope that, that Herman can continue his good streak against the Cardinals. And uh, let's see here. Because again, these games matter. These games really matter to the Cardinals. Every win is important for the Cardinals who are just sitting uh, one game above Milwaukee for the division lead. That division uh, that division title is going to be crucial for team, both of those teams. I would argue that the NL Central is probably the most interesting National League race uh, remaining out there. Uh, the, East, the East is pretty interesting, but the, the Mets are... Uh, have that lead they're really good the Braves obviously are an incredible second half team they, they, they did it last year to win the World Series but every win is important for the Cardinals and so if the Rockies can do what they're used to do and play a little spoiler here at this point in the season it'll make things uh, a little bit better the Rockies uh, are still looking for their 50th win of the season and uh, it could be coming here today as the Rockies look for Herman Marquez to take them distance and for the Rockies to do what they did in the first game against uh the Cardinals it's been a very much a Coors Field series so far uh in this see uh, in this one and we'll see how it shakes out today folks that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Rockies thank you all so much for tuning in and joining the show you can find us on YouTube at Locked On Rockies. You can also follow us uh, on Twitter at LO Rockies. You can follow me at Paul Holden33. 
Now that you made Locked On Rockies your first listen of the day, go check out Locked On MLB and stay up to date with all things in the world of Major League Baseball. You can also stay up to date with Colorado sports with the Locked On Broncos, Locked On Avalanche, and Locked On Nuggets podcast, as well as us here at the Locked On Rockies podcast. Folks, until next time, I'm Paul Holden saying so long from the Locked On Rockies podcast. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.